Thank you so much for joining The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and in Business. I am your host, Sharon Feckety. I'm also the author of The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and in Business. I'm so glad that you're here today. This is a space that you're going to hear a lot of stories about recovery, addiction, men and women that have suffered from anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, trauma. We're going to have professionals on here as well. So I hope that it's not just this show that you listen to, but you go back and listen to the many other shows and the many other stories. And please subscribe and pass it on to somebody that you know that might be struggling and feel like they're alone. None of us are alone on this broken road to mental health. And I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Well, um, I usually say when I introduce somebody that I'm really happy to introduce, I'm not going to say that this time. I'm going to say that I am ultra curious and very excited about the conversation we're going to have because I have so many questions um, about what this professional uh, interventionalist has here to talk about today. His name is Evan Jarshower, and he is a professional mental health intervention um, specialist, a licensed psychotherapist, uh, a supervisor, master certified in addiction, all the things that I love. That's a lot of titles. There's a lot of titles, but all the things that I love, all the things that make me go, yay, so before, so Evan, let's let you first say hello before I speak about why I am personally so excited you're here. Welcome to the show, Evan. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, you are helping so many people. So my journey of my own mental health uh, and sobriety started with an intervention, a family intervention. Now we didn't have Evan. We didn't even have a specialist. It was just me and my family from what I can remember, but I was drunk, Evan. I don't really remember, but I do know that that family intervention has been the story I've told for the last 28 years of how things all started. Me going to my first rehab, you know, going to a detox, going to a rehab, um, and then, you know, continuing on uh, in my addiction until I was 21 years old. And hopefully that was uh, the last time. Uh, I would dabble in those substances, but the intervention is a big piece because there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain and unknown that goes on with the families when they have a loved one that is struggling with addiction, depression, anxiety, bipolar, whatever it might be. So before we jump in to all the questions that I have, um, Evan, if you don't mind, can you just share with the audience how you yourself got started um, on this long journey of helping others through intervention? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think first of all, if I was there at your intervention, we might be we not we probably wouldn't be talking today. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So that's, that's that clear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, through my own personal experiences with the death of my dad and separation from my mom, um, trying to cope at a young age and, you know, uh, getting involved in my own addiction issues, uh, more so to cope with depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to just fit in and deal with the fact that I didn't necessarily, I kind of kind of grew up on my own in a way. My grandma came to help me after my dad had passed. And so there was a lot of just 
trying to cope with um, basically raising myself for a while. And then um, uh, the uncle that came to take care of me also passed. He had a form of cancer and that was very difficult. So I've dealt with cancer, the death of my dad, separation from family. Mm. Um, I was actually kidnapped by my dad when I was little. That's, that's a, another long Another story. episode, right? My goodness, yeah. though. Trauma, another trauma, episode. trauma. A lot of traumas and um, trying to fit in. And, um, and through it all, um, realizing that the one thing that kind of helped keep me sane was my own pathologies, understanding um, the depths of you know, my own bottom, my own getting to a point where I realized that I couldn't continue to live the way I was living on the edge. Um, and so at the end of the day, what I had left was um, this uh, burning desire to continue to use or to use, but use my, um, my own sickness, my own understanding of addiction, my own understanding of coping with depression, anxiety um, to relate to people and help them as opposed to continue to, to use it to destroy myself. Um, and especially kicked into gear, you know, when you start to, you know, you fall in love with someone, you have family, and then you have responsibilities and children. So that's when it gets even more in depth of recognizing you could go two ways. And fortunately, I found something um, which was getting into the field of addiction and mental health that helped me go in a, in a positive, healthy direction. And so I'm able to relate very well to people that are battling their own stuff, um, good people. Um, who are battling their own stuff, oftentimes know they have a problem. And I come in almost as a bridge mm -hmm. to help people cross over and accept the help that they in their heart know that they need because there's a blockage in, I use you know this term, the family fabric, the family dynamic. And I come in and I kind of help break through that with um, love, understanding, compassion, and a very, very firm, strategically laser-focused um, backbone of a very healthy, loving, supportive bottom. Hmm. I love that. So I was. I got to write that down. It <laughs> Don't worry, we we have recorded it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I was uh, sharing with Evan before hitting record today that I was watching uh, an episode that you did on YouTube with a an addiction mental health attorney yep. um, with a, a lovely English accent. And I was really captivated because the difference that I got to witness was that you, I could feel that you have compassion for the person that is in the midst of their addiction or depressive order, you know, disorder, whatever it is that yep. you have, you come with the empathy already and the compassion and, and they, they could, because the person I would assume would have to feel like they have somebody on their side because it, it would look like everybody is against you. It's the opposite, right? The family loves you so much that they want you to get help, but the person that is suffering would needs an ally and you can come in, like you mentioned as a bridge, but you are like this ally to, to get them where they need to be on their journey. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, in the beginning, when a family reaches out, by the way, the attorney's name is Mark Astor. Yeah, he's, he's great. Phenomenal, phenomenal mental health um, addiction. In Boca Raton? In Boca Raton, lawyer. They do a great job, him and his partner. 
Audra, phenomenal. Right. Um, anyway, with, with that with that said, um, yeah, in the beginning, families will be reaching out. Oftentimes, they think that the feeling might be that you know Sam or Sarah or Kathy or Jim, they're going to have an issue with you, and um, they do uh, to some degree. But on my heart of hearts, I know that I'm probably their biggest, I know I'm gonna be one of their biggest advocates in helping them uh, come back. And I oftentimes during the intervention, when I'm working with someone who may be going through some type of even a psychotic episode, mm -hmm. one of the questions I ask is, and everyone's all you know concerned, anxious, nervous. I say, do you wanna come back? Do you wanna, you wanna get your sanity back? Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised how many times somebody you think is really out there goes like this. Yes, Evan, I do. I do. Yeah. And I go, well, we got some work to do. Um, yeah. We're going to go on a little journey here, but we're going to help. You. I'm going to start the process. And the people that love you the most, these people here, they're going to help see you cross that, that line. Mm -hmm. Well, we're about to get this started. So that's kind of how it starts off. But you're right. You have to go into it. I have to go. In. I, I have to be genuine and authentic. And I have to go in there um, on the side of this per the person I'm going to get help for, knowing they're having a crisis, not judging them, whether it's drug induced or whether it's organic, some type of psychotic, delusional something. Either way, when it comes to whatever you got growing in your hand or whatever you're taking the wires off the wall, Right. Either way, we're going to get you some help. That's my mentality when I go into a case. Right. So let's talk um, the audience through how this works, because I would assume that there are a lot of people out there that don't even realize somebody like you exists. Yeah. So um, when somebody is in the thick of their disease, uh, whatever that might be, they might just think the only resource they have is calling 911 which might be that resource. Now we have 988, which I'd like to talk about a little bit further on in this uh, episode. But what, what does it look like and how does somebody find out about you and, and what does that process look like? Yeah, so whenever, well, usually people refer to me through treatment centers, mm -hmm. lawyers, doctors, word of mouth. I've been doing this for a, quite some time, a long time, going on two decades. Mm -hmm. It's a long time doing this. Yeah. Um, but I always tell a family in the beginning that um, if you have a loved one that's in a crisis, um, you know, reach out to first responders, law enforcement, um, you know, call 911 um, or an alternate line that provides um, mental health services. Um, most of the time, the response is this. See, I always say that because mm -hmm. it's the right thing to say, mm -hmm. first thing. But usually, oftentimes, or oftentimes, the response is, I've done that. I've done that multiple times. And unfortunately, every time I do that, the only thing that ends up happening is my loved one becomes more angry, uh, sometimes even sicker. And before you know it, less than 24 hours, not even, they're back home and we're scratching our heads going, now what do we do? So I took care of that little caveat before I answered your question. Okay. Right. So family will reach out. Um, I will talk with the family, uh, additional loved ones, try to understand who are the significant people in that person's life. 
Um, and what we do is we try to approach that person that's in crisis, that's having a difficult time um, with lots of love, lots of understanding. We help address, look at some of the amazing things, uh, qualities they possess. Um, and then we share our concerns from the perspective of a loving reporter. This is all presented in the similar context of um, an impact letter. It's mm -hmm. shared with that person, understanding they may not be able to process it fully at the time, but we still come with the most um, understanding, compassionate, and caring perspective. Then we ask the person to accept some help. Mm -hmm. Already knowing that the person may not have the capacity, the wherewithal to necessarily accept that help at the time of the intervention. Mm -hmm. um, as a licensed counselor here in the state of Florida, um, if a person requires by statutory guidelines, a level of stabilization, I'm able to help initiate that process. And this becomes another long conversation that we can have about the pluses and the minuses of a Baker Act or a Marchman Act. But I firmly believe that if somebody requires some level of stabilization, not to provide it to them, um, will probably hold back the process of them ultimately getting the help that they need. So I come in and I help to assist in that process, ultimately to then get the person into the program that will provide them the level of care that they need, mental health, substance abuse, or both. Um, and then with the person experiencing a um, healthy bottom, mm -hmm. that helps to uh, kind of lock in or significantly increase the prognosis that that person's going to comply with the care um, and the recommendations that the program is making. We interrupt this podcast to tell you a little bit about our amazing sponsor, Thai Technology. Now, we could not do this show, The Broken Road to Mental Health and Life in a Business, without sponsors like Thai Technology. They really do provide exceptional customer service. It's a televoip company, right? They provide wonderful phone systems. They integrate with Zoom. But there's so much more than that. You know, there's hardly any companies anymore where you could call and actually get a human being, order a service and not have to have like an order number and get put into a system and have to wait weeks and weeks for somebody to just call you back. So on the broken road to mental health and life in a business, we're trying to make it easier for you to run your business. So I would highly recommend reaching out to Thai Technology. They are the very best and they work with systems from Tampa Bay to New York and beyond. If you mention this podcast, you will get the first three months for free. Thanks, Thai Technology. Have you heard about the effective treatment for major depression, anxiety, OCD, and beyond? Well, our sponsors, TMS Advantage, are available to offer this innovative and effective NeuroStar Advanced TMS therapy. TMS is short for transcranial magnetic stimulation. It's effective, it's safe, it's non-invasive and FDA cleared which means most insurance companies cover it. Dr. Katie Rizzo and her staff right here in Tampa Bay have a program that includes a full course of TMS, maintenance sessions, follow-ups, weekly group therapy with yoga and nutrition classes and lifestyle coaching to maximize the benefits for TMS for long-term results. Because you know, it's never just going to be one thing that helps. It's going to be a multitude of resources. Check out tmsadvantage.com for more information today and mention you heard it on the podcast. Um, but that's the fundamental 
idea of how the intervention process works. And with the mental health piece or the mental health intervention or the co-occurring intervention, it's definitely a very delicate, it's all delicate, but yeah. it's, it's a little bit more delicate because you're also dealing with somebody who may also require some level of medication management just to be able to hear the message. So, yeah, wow, that's a lot, right? You are the conduit, Evan, you are the conduit. So you have all of these resources, you know, back in the day, um, I ran a pediatric practice and being somebody with lived experience and me, I always told whatever boss I, I've ever had that if you see me, you know, dip out at 12 o'clock, don't worry, I'm just going to an AA meeting, I'll be back in an hour. So they always knew that they could come to me if they had a question about a teenager that came in, you know, uh, not to provide any clinical advice, but just some free resources that they Absolutely. might not have known about, right? Because it is kind of amazing how in the industry of, of, of medicine, where a lot of people feel like, well, I'm going to take my child to the doctor, or we're going to go see our primary care, and they go down this rabbit hole of maybe misguided information of, of what they can and should do. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm thinking like, like you need an Evan everywhere, everybody, you know, like, like the doctor's offices need to know how to get in touch with Evan. The lawyer's office needs to know how to get in touch with Evan because you need somebody that you like this wonderful representation. Yes. For the person that is struggling, but so much so for the family, because it's like they're in trauma while it's happening and they don't have really a trusted resource yeah it, it um without making my head any bigger um <laughs> but and yeah. i don't mean it sincerely no 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 no, no. I, and i and i agree because so many of the families that i meet they have been trying to handle this so, themselves yes and even with some of the best minds, I work with families all over the country, mm -hmm. and oftentimes they're connecting with the most preeminent psychiatrists and psychologists mm -hmm. in the world, right? Right. Um, I'm kind of more so in a very compassionate, understanding manner. I'm kind of like that, I don't know if this is a crazy reference, but like that Clint Eastwood, master sergeant in those movies, yes. but the nice one, not the right, one yeah, who, yeah. You know, who is, may never make it to the officer status. Uh -huh. Definitely somebody when you're in the trenches, um, and I've never used this analogy before this I one. I love this. Um, when you're in the trenches trying to work your way through the system mm -hmm. of your loved one in crisis, battling bipolar or uh, addiction or schizophrenia or what or mania or postpartum mania whatever is going on oh, yeah um having somebody there who can work with your loved one work with the providers and work with the system to make it all and the family bringing the family together is i can't i can't give you what how important it is but without all those pieces of the puzzle interconnecting and coming together you have people that stay sicker and suffer much longer than needed. And so, you know, um, I wish, in a way I do wish there were more of me because my practice, by the way, is I'm always busy. Yeah, I bet. So, so we, <laughs> and you'll yeah. be busier every show like this you do. Yeah, so I'm, I'm always busy. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, very, I'm, I'm knocking glass. I have a glass table. I'm knocking my glass table. Yeah. Um, very fortunate to be able to say that. Um, but also the flip side of me saying that is there's so many people out there. There's uh, I feel like we're in this mental health tsunami, especially right now. And um, I can't get, it's challenging just to get to where I need to be given the volume of all the people that are in crisis. But I agree with you. Um, having somebody who can get in there, work with all the pieces together, and ultimately present this to the person in crisis, what it does is it significantly increases outcomes, prognoses, and it also helps the person that's in crisis go, okay, the people that are driving this therapeutic bus, they're not acting out of fear, they're acting out of a comprehensive, loving, supportive plan, which I can ultimately sign on to. Yeah, because it's really, you know, when I think about my own personal journey, I went to two rehabs, a bunch of detoxes, a mental institution, um, in and out of therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, all between the age of 18 and 21 when I had my last drink. And, and that was the last time I, I tried to end my life. So there was all of this, you know, we'll go, just go to this rehab. This one is for adolescents. You'll be, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, that didn't happen. And it's, it's never, um, I'm not anti rehab. I'm not anti anything. I'm for whatever works. That is the truth. But when, but when there is, when there is nobody that's almost helping you navigate, I'm thinking as you're talking, um, that you're very reminiscent of like a patient advocate. Yeah. Because when somebody is even an elderly person, to, just to give the, the scenario, if somebody, an elderly person is going to the doctor and they can't retain all the information about the cancer diagnosis that they just got, they need somebody that understands the system. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is a system. And there's going to be a whole bunch of hurdles to break through. And, and you're in so much pain and suffering. And the parents are fighting. And the brothers and sisters are right. So it's like, it is going into a tsunami and you need somebody that is like, I got you. That's how I see you, Evan. Right. I got you. You're right. You're right. And I've also learned over the years how to carefully say, I got you. Cause when you come in, you say, I got you. They're like, what you got? So, (laughs) but I, I believe I demonstrate what I got. You You do demonstrate it. Well, Evan is a little bit more than I got you. That's my wonderful New York reference. Well, that I think is wonderful, but uh, Evan has certainly uh, worked from the boardrooms to the Big Apple uh, and and working with Kim Kardashian and a bunch of celebrities through the years. Um, You can find out all the information in the show notes. Very important. Of course, it's great for the third party credibility, but I'm sure you have been with the lowest bottoms and the highest bottoms and seeing the most money and seeing the straight off the streets. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I've worked with people uh, all different socioeconomic levels mm-hmm. uh, from like the mega billionaire people to hardworking um, uh, uh, pipe fitters, yeah. uh, um, uh, people from various steelworking unions, and the people get together and they bring me in to help out, right? Um, from Nebraska to Los Angeles to Vero Beach, mm-hmm. to Rochester, New York, all over. And um, what I've learned is, and this is one of the things that uh, uh, was educated to be as I was growing up, and it's definitely a critical element of my work, is you treat everybody 
everybody, everybody's son or daughter or husband or wife is the senator's son, the senator's daughter, irrespective of whatever world they come from, because I'm coming in there to see that that person gets help. That's my ultimate agenda. But yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, the only reason I can talk about the people that you talked about are be is because it's in the public domain. Right. But there's a lot of people I've worked with that I, I could never get into mm -hmm. uh, because of privacy and it's, sure. you know, it's confidential work that I do. But, um, but I've learned definitely you treat everyone as you would want them to treat you. And I also go into it from a professional standpoint. I'm just sharing this you know, insight into my brain outwards. When I'm in there and I'm in the moment and the family's suffering, and I, you know, like I may know these people, you may know these people, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm looking at, at these, this family as if I'm a professional, but I'm, I'm integrated into their family fabric. Mm -hmm. And there's no way in my brain that I'm leaving without helping your loved one. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my internal workings. We got to make this work and we got to do it with respect, dignity, but we got to have a firm backbone to back it up. Otherwise, the unhealthy part of your loved one is going to emotionally devour us. And I can't yeah. let that happen. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, you know, know about intervention through the, the show intervention. You know, I, it's funny that I'm, um, I had one myself personally. I don't need to watch the show. Um, <laughs> exactly. I've right. lived it. Uh, and I've, it's, it's, not, it's not the same, you know, and there are, of course, a lot well, you know what the truth is, until this interview today, Evan, I haven't even thought that I need you as a resource, which I'm not proud to say, but I am telling you the truth that it it it's and now it's just like, well, what a no-brainer. Like, you know, when the mom that calls me that says that they're having trouble with their son that has been arrested six times, now I can say, well, maybe you should try this route. Yeah, absolutely. I also have a, I've taken on a colleague, Jessica, she's on the website, by the way. Good. She, so she helps. Definitely. I have, I work with males and females of all different ages, but, but for sure, when a family has, you know, when they say that they've tried everything multiple times, mm -hmm. oftentimes one thing that they haven't tried is not trying to handle it themselves. Yeah. Or someone like myself, um, who I believe is a well-trained mental health intervention counselor is able to help make a difference by really first working the first intervention i do isn't really isn't on the loved one it's usually yeah, on the family. people that surrounds that loved one and then from there we branch it out and yeah. then we walk in there with the person in crisis at that point i have everybody looking at mary or steve whomever going we loved you so much and we follow the direction of this guy right right evan right mm -hmm. um that we know we're going to get you some help and we know it's going to be challenging, but we have to do this. And then we're also going to look at our own stuff in the process. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Ivan, I could talk to you for six hours. That is the truth. I want to, um, I'm thinking, I know how much money my parents spent on my recovery. I know that there were hundreds of thousands of dollars and Fortunately or unfortunately, even to this day, I see a therapist that I pay out of pocket. Now I have. I, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say to this day I'm still repaying them. Ah no. <laughs> well, I do do living amends, Evan. 
Okay. Right. They right. do have a daughter that treats them super, super well. Right. But okay. I do think that it is kind of unbelievable that really what I look at is like prevention, all the preventative health, integrative medicine, um, anything where you're really going to be able to spend time with somebody and, you know, you are one person traveling to all these different places. It's, um, it's, it's, I will just say without even asking the question, whatever it is, it is money well spent. Because to me, there is nothing worse than watching somebody go through the cycle of addiction, depression, anxiety, without the help and support, not just for the individual, because it's actually not just the individual's problem. Absolutely. It affects the whole family. 100%. Yeah. So Evan, um, thank you for all that you do to help others. Thank you for being on the show. We're going to have all of the information of how to get in touch with you. And um, you could all watch that episode with Kim Kardashian on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. So don't forget, if you mention that you've seen the show or listened to it on the podcast, mention Thai Technology and you will get three months for free. They're the best. Don't forget, TMS Advantage is an amazing way to help treat anxiety and depression and beyond. They are effective and it's powered by Neurostar Advanced TMS Therapy. Check them out.